0: It has been a while, y'all. It really has, but we're back in here, full swing. We're gonna we're gonna be uh, having guests. It's gonna be really fun. We have a lot of plans for this podcast, and yeah,
1: I am actually really, really, really excited to have a f- couple guests. We have we have a couple guests that are lined up for the next two, three episodes, and I'm just like excited because they're also like really close friends of ours. So we're just gonna keep the new day's tradition alive and just. Get on the air and vibe with y'all, you know?
0: Yeah, today's going to be a very laid back episode. We're going to be discussing things and then recounting our MacFest 2022 experience. And honest also like catching up because although we saw each other recently at MacFest and um here in Georgia, um we never really caught up on like, you know, what are we what like what are we doing in our free time.
1: I don't think we ever had a chance to just sit down and just chat. So you're right. Like this is also us like low key the two
0: new days hosts just finally getting to catch up too. Honestly, I would like to start. I'm going to go first. So I recently deleted TikTok because I realized it has been um it's been uh unhealthy my obsession with my phone because I would I would do these things where I would anytime I'm like like headed towards the destination for example if i'm going from the kitchen to my room the time it takes for me to walk there i would open up tiktok and watch two videos or like when i'm just climbing the stairs or something or if i'm like walking to the mailbox i would just like open up my phone and scroll through tiktok real quick and um i've noticed that since i deleted the app i keep my thumb just has a mind of its own it'll just go straight to where the space or the app used to be that's been taken up by another app See. <laughs> and it's just it's been an unhealthy relationship though it's nice um it was a nice at ha- the time you know t- uh, tiktok was really entertaining but i really needed a break and i deleted it uh on uh before like the week before magfest so like i think it was like january 2nd or something So, what does
1: it mean to delete the app? Does it mean that you are quitting TikTok or are you just quitting the accessibility of
0: it? I'm, uh, I guess I'm taking a break probably for the semester because um, I've noticed that it really has taken a toll on like my like study habits. Though, truth be told, regardless of whether I had TikTok or not, I think I would still be distracted by other things, you know, procrastination stuff. But it's just TikTok was the main source I would, every time i would think about procrastinating i would just go to tiktok i would just be sitting there like for example if i am uh studying right i'm hanging out i have my phone on silent and upside down like i don't see the screen i would i would still hear the vibration of if i get a, any sort of notification i would pick up my phone i see it's like uh notification like someone left a comment on your instagram i would you know i'll go look at it you know see what's up reply maybe like it then at some point i i think i just black out my thumb scrolls up you know scrolls to where tiktok is clicks it and here i am hunched over for about 40 minutes just scrolling mindlessly until i catch myself
1: aside from watching tiktok and doing that kind of mindlessly scrolling do you do anything to kind of counteract that like something more mindful do you ever just like intentionally get off your phone um and do something that you would consider mindful maybe um
0: well I, go- I do go on walks uh very often um whenever i go on walks i i don't really scroll through tiktok i would listen to music and um just create like a fantasy world i'm sure everyone does that truthfully like listening to music head empty fantasizing about whatever that goes along with the music um, as I'm walking. And I usually just do that for like about an hour and then I go back home.
1: Like what you're describing with TikTok, I don't, I like, okay. So I don't, I don't watch TikTok at all. Almost like I, I, I've see, I see some videos, of course, some people share TikTok videos on other social media accounts and then I'll, I'll look at them. But I do a lot of like, you know, mindless scrolling on things like Instagram, for example. And also I watch like a ton of YouTube. I watch a million videos a day, like all the time. Right. Um, So I also have my, my other kind of like mindless habit that I just do. And I, after a while I'm telling myself, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm I'm not even like actively here doing this. (laughs) Right. Right. So, you know, I, I I can feel you on that. Um, What I do, I, like you said, you go on walks. I also do like (laughs) I actually intentionally go outside for 30 minutes a day during my like work day because my the work that I do is basically you're sitting on a chair looking at a computer for about eight hours. And it's really easy to forget that you're... It's like super easy to lose track of time, right? right. And I started a thing where at some point in the day for 30 minutes, I get up and I go outside. No plan no destination just I put on my earphones I don't I don't even look at my phone I put my phone in my pocket and then I just listen to music usually like um recently recently I've been like vibing on a uh a Q soundtrack it's I like a playlist on Spotify that just has all the Q songs and the um not just the openings and endings but all the all the tracks, like all like that stuff, all the
0: and you know that's funny. I I, th- I heard you listening to it when you were like getting ready, uh, in the uh, in the apartment. I heard the the playlist blasting in the bathroom. I was like, wow, well, that's high Q mm-hmm. ice. It's got to be everyone's favorite. I swear, if it's not everyone's favorite soundtrack, they're lying. I promise
1: you, it is the best soundtrack. Especially, like, there's this point, because, like like you said, you heard me in the bathroom, like, with that blasting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that's my shower playlist. That's like, my walking playlist. When I'm in the kitchen cooking stuff, that's my cooking playlist. And there's this really cool point in the in the playlist where all the openings and endings, like, that's all out of the way. And then you just get, like, to the instrumentals, right? Mm-hmm. Yo. When I tell you those, like, people, if people don't know this already, anime soundtracks are more than Mm -hmm. just openings and endings. It's more than just those, like, rock songs that, like, slap. It's also a million instrumental tracks from, like, moments in a show. Like, those are the ones that hit hard for me. I don't know why, like. openings and endings are fire. And I know that, I don't know if this is like a controversial opinion, but in my opinion, like the best songs from animes are those moments in the show that resonate with you. That's captured in music form.
0: That's really interesting that you mentioned that. I know it's the thing about like anime soundtracks is that sometimes you just have to like search really hard because they have titles, but it's like, they don't tell you the title. You have to like look up that episode, figure out that, Exact clip where the sound comes. It's like going on uh Google and typing like da-da-da-da-da, the song that goes da-da-da in haiku, <laughs> and you have to figure it out from there. Yeah. Um I had that issue with uh there's one anime way back in like 2017, this like uh like slice of life anime. Um, you know, every time uh like a romance, romantic part came on, this song, the same song would play like every other episode. I had no idea the name. It was in like Japanese. So I couldn't really look up the lyrics, so I had to do some extreme digging and searching. I finally found the song, um, but like yeah, anime soundtracks. Like I know My Hero Academia. That song you say Run. It's a, uh, it's a song that plays during like epic moments in the show. It's not an opening or ending, and that song specifically, um, got like really famous because of probably exactly what you just said. Uh that those those songs like in the show gets gets really, really hype.
1: Yeah, and like what thing that you just mentioned just now, like when that opening song plays at a point in the anime, that's when you know that part's about to go stupid. What you <laughs> <even>, especially <laughs> so when it's like <laughs> a
0: remixed version of the opening.
1: Stop oh my god, it's yo over. <laughs> It's over if they do a remix version of the opening. <laughs> like Yo. you better not be on the opposite side of that blade
0: mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know there are some there's some anime with like that plays the same soundtrack but it's done on like different instruments to fit the mood like if i'm not mistaken which show am i thinking of that does that
1: bro are you talking about Q? because they do that one song um hikariare in oh, yeah, acoustic yeah.
0: form Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, they have like the, it's like, they have the full, I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but like they have Hikariere as like the full band version and it's just this hype song, like super hype. Jumping off the walls, like super exciting. But then they have the acoustic version of Hikariere and it feels like the polar opposite. Mm -hmm. It feels like that final moment of the show, like the end, like the series finale. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's called like a Moonlight something, right? Moonlight oh, right. version.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, by, I believe it's Burnouts. Is that a thing,
1: Is that a thing? calling something a Moonlight version? Because I was just thinking about um, Corral Phantom Memories. Don't they have something,
0: I... or is it just called, is it a song called Moonlight? Is there it's just called, called Moonlight. moonlight. Um, oh, this is my first saying. time hearing something called Moonlight version. I'm not sure if it's referring to something. Never mind. No, uh, I'm, I'm tripping. I'm just thinking about Corral okay. memories Mental Memories because that anime slaps. Right. As we <laughs> just had a little bit of a refresher at my best.
1: Everything reminds me of, of Corral. Yeah. I like, was like, wait a minute.
0: But yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, but going back to the thing you were saying about how YouTube could be like your obsession kind of thing. You're a... Um, the thing that you just keep going back to, right? Yeah. As a matter, of, it's funny that you mentioned that because, as a matter of fact, when I deleted TikTok, I started going to YouTube for videos, and lately my algorithm has been just clips of Stephen Universe, just uh like live twenty four seven lo-fi videos, uh crazy moments in sports, like crazy superhuman moments or whatever. Um, a lot of them has been like baseball or basketball and f- or football. I haven't seen much of other sports. But there just be like 30-minute clips of the same, like, just sports. I think it's really cool, by the way.
1: Interesting. But my
0: favorite thing, my very favorite thing, is that I'm getting a lot more Magic the Gathering content on my YouTube. For example, I'm getting a lot of this one person who posts about, like, people cheating in professional tournaments. What? Uh, two, I'm getting a lot of, like... Just today, I watched a 30-minute video of someone explaining why the Black Lotus was as popular as it is and like um and like the power nine and all that and i was watching another video about um this person who was like not unboxing but just going through his set of cards that he recently acquired from like the like uh old from like 1994 to like 2002 or something i don't know just super old cards um and that's just been my algorithm and i'm i'm really happy where i am right now because if i hadn't quit tiktok i never would have discovered this side of youtube that's mad wild so you just did a deep dive on black lotus huh
1: yeah i just recently did
0: a very deep dive on the black lotus and it really i (laughs) it it goes back to that thing you're saying how you're trying to convince me how this thing is powerful when you're like take two life
1: are you talking uh, about the jewel lotus
0: no, it was, it was a card we were playing. Someone was playing at Macfest where it's like a a very cheap card. You only have to pay like two life, and you get this much mana. And I was I was for some reason I was telling you like this doesn't seem worthful worth this doesn't seem worth losing life just to get mana, right? Well, okay, let
1: me let me just give the listeners some context because I don't remember exactly <laughs> I don't remember what the what the card exactly was, but the conversation that we were having was about whether or not cards where, let's say for example, it's an extremely, extremely low drop. Let's just say even zero, like a zero drop card that provides you with like mana basically for free, but guess what, nothing in life is free. So you may take like two life every time you tap it, okay? Mm. Like the card on its face value, my whole argument is that like at face value, Two mana for two life is not exactly an absolutely mind-blowing deal, but when you put that into the context of an EDH deck, where you could have let's say like forty life, or let's say you have more than that even, paying two life for two mana could be a game changer. Like let's 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 say like Soul Ring for example, you pay one mana, and you get you can tap it for two, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, two colorless. It, it,
1: yeah, It infinite tap for two. Imagine you don't even have to pay any mana at all. Like, and you can just tap it for three or something like that. Like, I think that's what Jewel Lotus is, if I remember correctly. Let me, I'll I'll confirm that. But, um, what's the difference
0: between Black Lotus and Jewel Lotus?
1: So, um, Jeweled Lotus, I'm actually pulling it up right now. It says basically it's a zero drop, okay? Okay. So, it costs zero. You put it on the field, and if you tap it, you sacrifice the Jeweled Lotus and add 3 mana of any one color. You oh, okay. That. You
0: sacrifice it.
1: Right. You sacrifice it. Yeah. It, again, it costs zero. You right. sacrifice it, add 3 mana of any one color, spend this mana to only cast your commander. So it's like, how many mm. extremely expensive commanders are there? There's that one new dinosaur commander that everyone's right. loving right now. It costs like 8. Like I was just playing someone on Spell Table the other day. Mm-hmm. And they had that like things like this are amazing, but this is, I think this is different than what you were referring to. Cause I think you're referring to something that actually like damages you.
0: Right. And I was just considering it and um, I was watching the thing about the black Lotus. And uh, now that I, you know, upon further reading the rest of the card, I didn't realize that it was an artifact that you don't sacrifice. You just can keep tapping it for three of any one color. And you just it costs zero to summon that's that's that was really cool i i'm learning yeah realizing
1: but but i hear you i hear you on like you know it's weird to have like a card that just especially one where you don't sack it it just like constantly every time you tap it it deals to like damage to you yeah i i see why that's that's weird at first Mm. but i don't know like you you play edh we both play it we know how it feels to not have enough mana right and to have a bunch of cards in your deck that can just give you mana all the time even if it costs you a couple life even if it costs a couple things honestly when it when it's really necessary you're gonna be so happy you put in there (laughs) right actually speaking of this uh conversation i started playing spell table oh
0: yeah
1: yeah Spell table is really cool. Um, I have a really good friend, Carl. Shout out, Carl. Um, a good homie of mine. And he's probably listening to this right now. And I'm Hi sorry Carl. for... Hi, Carl. And I'm sorry for the <laughs> infinite combo that I popped up oh. on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exquisite Blood one?
1: Yo, yes, it was. of course it was. Actually, it was funny <laughs> because I first played um, Exquisite Blood on the field. And he... I mean, him and I, we played a lot of Magic um, previously. Um, with the same vampire deck. And he knew. He was like, oh no. Okay, so let me see what I got to do before you bring out the next one.
0: Right. Um, is the next one a Trepanation Blade? or?
1: Oh no. The, um, I, you're, you're mistaking it with another infinite combo I have. But Wow. Okay. This one is uh, Exquisite Blood and Sanguine Bond. Mm. And, yeah, the other one is Mind Crank and Blood Chief Ascension.
0: Wait, so what's Trepanation Blade and the other one?
1: Trepanation Blade actually... Um, is just something else. I, when you said Trepanation Blade, I thought you were just referring to Blade of the Blood Chief.
0: Oh. Um, but
1: um, it's all just cards in my vampire deck, and I, I have two infinite combos. I have the uh, bl- um, Blood Chief Ascension and Mind mm-hmm. Crank, and the yeah. other one is Exquisite Blood and Sanguine Bond. Trepanation Blade, that's just an artifact. Um, what does that one do again? I actually don't even remember what that one does. I think it says you equip trepidation blade onto a creature and then when it attacks what happens is you have to uh, start milling cards meaning you just put cards from the top of your library into the graveyard and for every card that is and, and you do that until you reveal a land and for each card that you reveal this way until you reach a land i get plus one plus zero mm, yeah i remember that one yeah, yeah. but spell table is cool back to one. back to spell table though like i was mind blown because as we're gonna talk about in a minute, you know, we just came back from Magfest and we played a lot mm-hmm. of magic. Um the the you know, magic high was still with me and I was just telling myself, like, I really do want to play some more You've magic, more. you know? Yeah. And I don't want to go to a, a a card store because I'm not trying to play against someone who just suddenly has um infinite turns and then we're playing against <laughs> with someone else who gets really upset and starts getting furious. <laughs> And it just
0: right. That was a really funny day.
1: <laughs> that was a very funny day. But anyway, um, <laughs> like so um my friend Carl, so my friend Carl, he um I met him in Paris and um, he currently lives in Europe. And um we we played a lot of magic and after I left um we of course kept in touch. I mean we're like close friends and um, he's been telling me to get on spell table and I was always telling myself, okay okay, I will do this but table is essentially a platform, a software um, where basically you can connect your webcam to your computer and point it down to your table and play magic And what happens is it the camera picks up the cards and in the software when the other player sees your you know your layout, on your on your table they can click the cards they can actually like with their mouse like they can click the cards and it actually automatically like you know the the software like analyzes the the, the image and it shows you the card that they have it, it looks That's it up and it shows you yeah and so it's really really easy in fact um because of that feature alone I was I was like telling you about this the other day it's actually easier than playing EDH on a table with a bunch of people because you can't just reach over to like someone else, unless you have like a decent table where everyone can easily see each other. It's hard to actually like, I don't know, um, be able to just at a
0: moment's notice just reach over. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, it's hard, especially if it's not like a circular table. It's hard to like, because you have to like get up and walk all the way to the other corner um of if you're trying to see someone else's uh board and sometimes uh when you're playing in real life and you're playing on a table like that uh you have to you might not even know what's on their board and you might not always remember what's on their board so having that just on your screen laid out you can look at them whenever you want to especially uh, a key point is without them knowing that you're looking at it on the board so you can like prepare prepare stuff like prepare combos without a spoiler is is what you were saying before
1: exactly and and the other thing is when you play on spell table um you know you can be generous and explain what you're doing every time you play a card like you know that's just a part of courtesy you can play a card and say hey guy like just an fyi this card does x y and z you know like i'm just letting you all know um and how it interacts with the cards on your on your side, but when you're playing on spell table, what I, one thing I've learned, and I've played also with like randos like the other day, um, you can literally throughout like while you're waiting for your turn, which could be literally ten minutes later, you could have spent that whole time fully analyzing every every other uh, every opponent's like field without them even knowing you're doing it exactly like that's... deeply analyzing like you can be yeah. like looking at everything you can be like googling like what what how these things interact um you know people are hyper aware of your your, your field and like so they know everything and I, I just found that to be really fascinating and it just like made the dynamic I, different you know
0: i feel like that's how i don't know i just feel like that's how magic was supposed to be played originally but didn't factor in the idea of like real life uh, like obstructions like 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 distance if you're playing group setting and one person on one corner corner and the other person's on the other corner or just you know stuff like that or if people sometimes i know sometimes people don't like i used to play with a friend whenever i would like want to look at their card i would look at it but then he would just like snatch it back and put it back on his field right see? like some people don't like their cards being touched with which i think is strange because i'm trying to read it Cause I'm your opponent, you know, stuff, stuff like that.
1: No, that's just weird. I think that's, I think that's really weird. Like, yeah. If someone says, uh, like, you know, can I read your card? Can I see what, you know, your lands or whatever you have to be fully cooperative or else it's just ruins the whole point, I guess. Yeah. Like Um,
0: it's the point of me being aware of what's on the field so I can strategize.
1: But yeah, I mean, I think this. Yeah, I mean, it's spell table's cool. Spell table's cool, and I think, like I said, it. We had such a good time at Magfest playing, you know, magic and, um. So like, and just as background for everyone, um, Amine and I just came back from Magfest, so it's this, um, you know, four day. Anime. Sorry, it's not an anime convention. I would get, I think I would get like crucified for saying that actually it's not an anime convention.
0: Right. It's a four day like teleportation to a different instance of the planet earth. That's a really
1: poetic way of putting it. It's also just a place where there's lots of like music. Um, Like I'm, I'm big on music. I'm a musician. I play in a couple of bands and for me to have a convention where there's equal parts, you know, like. Nerd stuff like magic and cosplay and gaming, but also having a live concert happening at the same time. And I'm really into metal, and there's like metal metal concerts happening. Mm. It's just like it's like a cool it's like a cool crossover for me that I don't know if I ever even talked to you about.
0: I I never really got into the music scene, so I have I'm really. I'm not really aware at all of, of the music portion of the music and gaming festival, which is what Mac fest stands for. Right. Right. Music and um, gaming festival. And like, in my mind, yeah. I just thought it was always like kind of gaming music or like music. Uh, how do I explain it? Music that would sound like it's from a game, like with the, with the eight bit ish type of, um, uh, sounds or uh
1: yeah you're talking about like vgm
0: like video game music yeah exactly right um so yeah i didn't really consider like metal music and stuff like that
1: yeah i mean if you like but has it has it hit you though like the crossover between like metal and like video game music i mean not at all not yet yeah i mean like when you hear so many of our favorite like um like games like historic games like games that everyone knows and loves there's always that metal opening I mean for example I'll just give one example that's that's really fresh on our minds right now <laughs> okay. um, so I bought um, that the new Gundam game generation uh, crossrays um, so this is the um, like Asia exclusive um, Gundam turn-based strategy game that came out on the switch and I mean well it's not Not you can't buy it here, but the physical. I actually managed to buy a physical copy at MacFest, um, and it's a really cool game. Like if you're a big fan of Gundam, Gundam, it actually goes through several of the series, several several awesome you know parts of the series. Obviously, like abbreviated, but you get to go through the story in like turn-based strategy, like you know, Final Fantasy Tactics, Fire Emblem esque type of gameplay. Anyway, yeah, the (laughs) oh. the point is when i bought the game i opened it i put it in the switch and the first thing i noticed when i just said hey let me just quickly like open this up and see what's going on with it it was the opening song the 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 menu song was like <laughs> this <laughs> this song that just went crazy i was like wait a minute and guess what ended up happening i ended up putting in that switch in the dock in the tv in that hotel room where we were staying and wow. that was literally the soundtrack of the weekend just like that one like, menu song. And that was, like, a metal song, you know? Like, that's just what you we, we that's the kind of, like, sound that I feel like describes, like, the metal crossover. It was, with like a, it was a frame one
0: banger. That's exactly what it was. It was the moment you just turn on the game, it was instant bops. And it was on repeat. Well, I don't think we, truthfully, I don't think we ever actually stopped until, um, honestly, it never stopped. It's it's still going. still like picturing the, the opening that was happening on that TV. And imagine getting to like listen
1: to that every day when you like start playing. I know. <laughs> like
0: the, the your comfort zone, <laughs> your comfort
1: music. You know, one thing I, I love about this game and I hope more games do this eventually is there's a whole menu for the music. Like you can access essentially the soundtrack of this video game in the settings. Like You can just go to it and listen to it. Mm. yeah like you can just jump in and listen that's to the entire really nice feature for a lot of a lot of games need to start doing that you can change the menu song you can change the songs that happen in the game in certain areas like it's really detailed and like
0: thorough about the music side which i'm like yeah MacFest would be proud <laughs> that's so i swear that's like that's extremely important for a lot of games i feel like because um there's some games I, as a matter of fact, I've been arguing to myself, uh, for the past several years, um, to where whenever a song ha- happens in a game, like if you change area and a song plays, they need to start putting the label somewhere on the screen. Like, hmm. for example, you know, Pokemon, when you enter a new town, the little label of the town just appears on the side of the screen. And on YouTube, you can just type in like, uh vermilion city song or whatever Vermillion, yeah vermilion city song and you'll get the soundtrack they need to start doing that in game sometimes because the length i had to travel to find one specific one specific song on the destiny one the taken king soundtrack i had to like siphon through the entire soundtrack just to find the one song i was looking for which by the way that song i just so happened to mentally chime into because i was standing afk for like 20 minutes and the song started playing uh, not 20 minutes like it was really like five minutes because i can get kicked out at some point but yeah um so that's though it probably doesn't really do that to that extent in your game but having the entire soundtrack available without having to buy it separate or something is really nice Yo, that's straight
1: up flames well, let me ask you this. What was your favorite, I mean, moment in MAGFest? I guess we can, t- we can start talking about that. Like, what was your favorite? Oh. In, um, what, what moment um, was your favorite in MAGFest?
0: I, my favorite moment, probably, hmm, I think I need to, like, start from the beginning. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Okay, before we get to our favorite moments, let's, take turns discussing what we did because we weren't together the entire, most of the time. So like your MAGFest and my MAGFest was different.
1: That's, that's a, that's very true. Right.
0: Um, okay. I'll just start from,
1: well, how about this? Why don't you start off by like, what's your experience with MAGFest? Like what's your, what's your background with it?
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, MAGFest 2022, this is my, this was my third MAGFest in total. My very first one was 2019 2019 i went all i went all out i bought the uh whenever you buy your ticket you can upgrade your ticket to like different tiers and each tier gives you extra stuff for example the first tier gave you like a t-shirt and i think sweatpants the next tier gave you this uh a swag. if i'm not mistaken i think that was tier two regardless i got the swag. it was like an extra like hundred dollars or something uh, including the ticket which itself was i think like 75 dollars Regardless, um, I went all out in the uh, for my very first MAGFest, and it's located in the National Harbor on Oxon Hill, Maryland, I think, um, and I'm in Georgia. So I traveled up there, attended MAGFest. I was absolutely mind-blown. That, in that like time period, I realized I'm gonna keep going to the same place every year forever for as long as i can live because it was such an amazing experience i just don't know how to describe the best way i can say is that it was like as soon as you go through the doors of this five-star hotel you're no longer a part of earth for four days because it is a 24-hour convention you never really have to leave especially if you have a, a if you have a room there um and it was just, it was such, it was an experience that I just felt so, dis- it was like a, like a dream. Like a, like a, it was basically like a dream is how I can describe it. I was so disconnected from like the regular like world that this gaming and music space was my home for four days. Wow. And this is my third time doing that. And it, every, it's, it never gets old. It really never gets old. That's why I fire. really enjoyed MacFest.
1: Yo, it's so wild because like, you know, we're no strangers to cons. I mean, we've, we've gone to a bunch. We've gone to also some like super fringe ones that no one really even knows about. Yeah. um, but the, but the ones that we have gone to like previously, like before we ever even knew about MAGFest was they, they were like, um, anime conventions where they're very specific about it, you know? And it's not like a party con at all. And it's not 24 hours at all. You know, it's like. A gathering of the most like intense of you know anime fans and supporters and people who are into gaming to a degree. Like there's usually like a little arcade, nothing too serious, but um, it's usually about the content. You know, like we would go there, we would like wait in lines all day to go into like panels. We'd go into like see live bands that would play you know an opening song that we like from a certain anime. Like that mm. one year we saw was it what was that band? Uh, Brady. Uh-
0: yeah, Bradio at yeah. Oticon.
1: At Oticon, right? And we've yeah. gone to like um, we've 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 done AWA, we've done MomoCon, we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like Anime Day, if you remember that. I remember that. Yeah, and we did like Anime USA. Anime USA. So like, there's so many cons that we I think we've we've done, but nothing really felt like like nothing even comes close to what not not that they're not as good, but. It's just so different than MacFest. Like MacFest mm-hmm. is not is not anything like what I've just said. Like 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 any of the cons I just mentioned
0: by not even close. Not even not even a crumb. Because only at MacFest will you forget to actually go to any panels. And oh yeah. Just vibe. You'll, oh you'll for be, sure. Yeah. And I went to MomoCon. I think the after my first Mac, after uh, the MacFest 2019. Uh, Which was in January, that's that May, I went to MomoCon um, with my friends. And it was just not the same. It was, I don't know. It was at that moment when I realized that con going is never going to be the same now that I've been introduced to MacFest. Probably because I never really got the most out of a regular anime convention before. Like, I would go to panels and go to the merchant place and Artist Alley and whatever. But there's something about MacFest where I can I don't have to do any of that and I'll still have a blast just doing everything else. There's something about cons and MacFest that are different and I'm not exactly sure what it is. Oh, totally. Um like the arcade at MomoCon did not compare to the one at MacFest. The one in and MomoCon, it had jubeats, I'll give you that. It did have jubeats. I played a little bit. But it didn't have anything else that was remotely interesting should be told. I say that really, all I mean is they didn't have virtual lawn.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, when you go to Mac fest, one of the big attractions and I'll just, just for everyone listening, like the big attraction, if you don't already know, it's the arcade. I mean, it's a, you know, usually 24 hour this year, it was not 24 hours because they wanted some time between four and 8 AM to sanitize and clean things. But, um, uh, which Matt support for that. Um, right but um normally it's a 24 hour arcade with several um you know arcade like you know uh, imported arcade um providers like you know these companies who would provide you know 20 arc cabinets of something so hmm. many of them just like throughout the entire arcade and it's just amazing
0: it's it's really amazing how the arcade just, it gets, there's just so many games. Every year is like a different set sometimes. Like you'll always see the same, some of the same ones. And you'll also see some new ones you've never seen before.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Every for year. me, yo, for me, I mean, you already said virtual on. I spent hours. I, I couldn't even tell you how many hours. I, I If I had to like guess, I'd probably say, let's say 25 hours over the course of the weekend, just playing virtual on. Because mm. It's actually um, my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time. I'll just put it out there. Like, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I discovered this game at MacFest, and I believe it was my first MacFest, which was maybe 2016. I don't remember if that's accurate or not, but I went up to it because I remember just seeing it in the distance. I saw it was, you know, these twin cabinets just angled away from each other so you can't see each other's screen and I knew it was a mecha game, you know, with the with the twin sticks, the the twin, you know, joystick things. Yeah. And so you know, I was like, okay, this is a serious mecha game. I I got it, you know. I remember playing it and the controls are extremely not intuitive. So you can't just sit down and play. It's actually a little complicated, not 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 very complicated, but it's it's not intuitive. You have to like figure out what the controls are um and had to had a you know navigate uh, this one of these mechas, but once you pick it up and learn it's actually really fun it's actually super fun and every year that I go to magfest since then I would go to play this game because I absolutely had zero luck finding this outside of magfest and that that kind of brings yeah. us back to our main point of like you go to magfest and you get to play some games that you will never see um or not never sorry but you know it's hard to find
0: um, yeah magfest is like the place where you can play amazing games like once a year
1: yeah and it's and it's more than just gaming like when i go to Macfest, i think of also um like we mentioned the music we mentioned the gaming mm-hmm. but what else is there there's also like the parties that there's like a it's a party con also at the same time like
0: that's also true yes yeah
1: people are doing hotel parties and having djs in there like didn't we go to some some random massive suite that had arcade machines in there.
0: It, it was a presidential suite with it was a pres- mounted wall TV and a kitchen, two giant rooms. No, like four rooms. As a matter of fact, I think it had the kitchen, the living room, the bedroom. I think that was separate. Uh, and then uh, the room where the DJ was set up. Yo, that was probably the most wild thing I've ever seen. I've
1: never that seen was wicked. I've actually never seen a hotel room that big before. So I, I was just like, where are we exactly? Um, Another
0: thing like to add to that, the the doors to get into the room were <laughs> as big as the floor to the ceiling, by Yo, the way. The it was door. like a gate. Do you remember when we
1: were – so we, we went up the elevator and then um, uh, my friend was there um, who I'll refer to as cyber imp because I, I'm not sure – I'm not trying to, you know, name drop people like that, but uh <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but uh my hobby Cyber Imp was like um DJing and I remember he was uh he hit me up was like, yo, like come up to I guess was it the 19th floor or something? And he was like, I'm going on last. At this point, what was it? Like maybe like one or two a.m. And I was like, wait till it's last. So he or went right. on, <laughs> right. He he went on at, right. um, at I think 5 a.m. So that's yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah just to show you like what it's like, you know, also at MAGFest, it, it is a 24 hour experience. And like, um, you know, there's, there are these rooms that face the, uh, like the atrium. There are these rooms that basically you can see like the lobby area. Like there's like this big, the way that Gaylord is set up, the hotel where this takes place, it's like, all across the walls are hotel rooms that face inward inside the hotel, and that whole inside area is like levels of like lobbies um, where you have different events happening. There's like uh, concerts that happen in a one one particular level. There's like um, other things that happen at another level. There's a big fountain. It it just feels like um, it feels like we're just vibing in an MMO. I don't know. Like <laughs> it just feels like we're at an MMO. Whenever it was.
0: I know it was just another thing about the music is that at least in like 2019 and 2020, like I'm correcting me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the music and DJs, they weren't really like none, not a lot of them were like organized to play where they were. I like the hallway parties in my mind, I think they just pulled up with the DJ set and started blasting music. I can't imagine that they were all like Mac fest, like, uh, like organized DJs, they were supposed to stand there and do music.
1: Oh no! Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like, did you not hear? I don't know if you heard about the whole controversy, but not controversy, but like, there was a guy who showed up um, without a badge, and because oh, yeah. um, you know you can also just walk in the hotel mm-hmm. if you don't have a badge. But the thing is, there are people who are like observing to make sure there's not a lot of that. Um, they mm-hmm. usually don't care as much, but this year, obviously, with everything going on. They want to make sure there's no randos coming in who aren't getting like you know checked at the door and like getting the badge and whatever. Right. Um, A person came in um, without a badge, with all their gear, and like just looked official. (laughs) Like someone walked in with like DJ stuff, so they're like, "Oh yeah, this guy's legit." Um, and walked up to just like a random jam pod, which is like random areas in the hallways where you can like set up and start playing whatever the heck you want. And he set up like speakers, lights his DJ setup, he just started vibing and doing a hallway party. And um, no one noticed. Until until at that point, and then people notice eventually. But like it was so funny. I was just like looking at the uh, like just like the forums online where, you know, all the magfesters like chat and they're like, yo, like who's this person without a badge who's just like pulled up out of nowhere and started vibing? <laughs>
0: Wow, So that's, that's the, so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so it's, it's nice to know that a, a lot of them are just, they they pull up and they find a spot on the floor against the wall where they can set up their, their, their stuff and just... Those, the hallway parties, they were my favorite memories of MAGFest. And unfortunately, there weren't any this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I have seen, but... The, the hallway parties, I think what really gets me is that a lot of them will be happening past, way past 3 a.m. And people are still just dancing and hype in the middle of the hallway. That, and, and that's another funny thing that I love. It's in the middle of the hallway. Such an inconvenient spot. But everyone is just that's bumping the and thing. I That's the funniest thing.
1: I love the way you put that. Like, that's so true. It's like you're, in the, you're walking down a hallway, like a transit area, like a place where you're trying to get from point A to B. And you're just greeted by dan- people just dancing <laughs> right. and DJs like at every corner. Like I think <laughs> I think I think this is a good good moment to just mention, like, yeah, this year's Magfest was very different. Like it was not it was not everything that we've just been mentioning. It was a much more like I guess toned down. There was much less people. Um obviously you know with the state of the world like the it's it's obviously going to be a different experience and i yeah. think i think we all
0: made the best out of what we can you know and if the, i had to describe it for me it would definitely have been the most mentally organized i've ever had a Mac, been at macbest
1: that's um, really that's can you right? can you can you expand on that cuz like i feel like i really feel you on that
0: so i w- so the hustle and bustle of the hallway parties didn't exist. So I had a clear, if I had a goal from going from point A to point B, I wouldn't be interrupted. And I wouldn't be like, you know, indirectly persuaded to start vibing with other That's people so and <laughs> forgetting my destination. That's so funny. It's like, it's like, yo,
1: all right, let's go do something. And we all like get committed to do it. And then we walk five steps and there's a hallway party. And then they're like, wait a minute, let's do this. And we completely <laughs> forgot what we, what we plan on doing.
0: Exactly. And then um, there were no lines to, on any of the machines except for on, but that's like maybe one person in a line. Um, My rival. So we got to play, right. We got to play a lot of the games available more so than I have have been before. I've been able to before because of the sheer amount of people that just weren't there at this year's Backfest. Um uh, what else? There were every day I made a schedule for myself and then I actually followed through with it. Same,
1: uh, same. Yeah. Yo, imagine the feeling of like, I'm actually going to do what I planned on doing. It's weird. It's crazy. It's weird. Like, it's weird. For people who don't go to <laughs> MacFest, I know this might sound crazy, but it's like, it's so easy to have a plan. And then like, like, put it this way. Have you ever like, for listeners, have you ever just like, traveled to a random city that you went to for a vacation and you aggressively planned on what you're going to do from, from point A to B to C. And when you get there, you do the first thing and then that first thing spontaneously leads to another thing. And by the end of the day, you're like, yo, I didn't get to do anything I planned, but today was amazing anyway. That's what MacFest is like too. It's like you never That's do exactly, exactly what you plan. Like I'll have so many plans. There's a, there's a virtual kind of like guidebook where before the con, like days like a week before the con, they'll they'll announce the guidebook and it's like this great app. It's an app where like you can it Magfest, like the company Magfest will hi, will put will upload all of the events that they have planned for the entire weekend, all the official sanctioned events. And you'll create your own like schedule. And guess what? Maybe one of it happens <laughs> like maybe Maybe. maybe.
0: Like, huge maybe. Big maybe. There's an option to, like, set a reminder and everything. And you'll see the reminder go off, but you'll already be too deep into whatever you started doing to care about it anymore.
1: Right, 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 right. Yo, honestly, like, all this talk about MacFest, like, what's your favorite convention? Like, what's your favorite con right now?
0: Other than MacFest?
1: Other than Macfest, like what's your favorite what like what other cons are out there that you're like really looking at right now?
0: Um, it's that's a really hard question because I stopped caring about a lot of cons since Macfest. Um probably Actually, just kidding. BlurredCon. I almost forgot about BlurredCon. Um and what's what's better now that this year's BlurredCon is gonna also be a twenty-four hour con. So it's all automatically Number yeah. two
1: favorite. Can I be honest with you? I was actually kind of like really milking that question a little bit. Like I was, I was milking that answer. I mean, yeah, um, I had a feeling you were. Yeah. Because I was just like, wait a minute. We haven't, spo- we haven't spoken about blurred con, which is like both of our, like
0: our spot, you know, so, <laughs> were you like about to be, are you trying to like reorganize your script? If I had not said Blurcon? I'd be like, <clears> Hmm.
1: <throat> um, okay. Well, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, um, but yeah, like what, what, What is BlurredCon? Like, what is BlurredCon to you?
0: So BlurredCon, Blurred meaning Black Nerd Convention, is was a very, very like comfortable. I don't know how to describe what I mean by comfortable, but it was just a very, uh, I guess, relatable, um, and honestly, just it was a really hype, really fun convention to be at. Uh, it wasn't that big this uh, last year's, um. There were a lot of people though, but regardless, it wasn't that big. I really enjoyed how the ticket basically was your mask and then the little thing on your bracelet. Um that was like your badge. I thought that was really fun. Um BlurCon was an experience. It was it was my first time going to BlurCon, but I felt like I've been going there for years just through how I'm not sure how to describe it. Maybe because I'm a congoer and right, all right. everything I Have experienced has been like almost almost mostly the same, but Blurcon was just something. It was just a bit more entertaining. I went to the 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 merchant. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the Merchant Hall. A lot of the things I saw was a lot of like black created like manga and comics Mm -hmm. and and merch, and I couldn't help myself. I I bought so many things. I bought a lot of like comics and manga from people that they created and i got them signed i got a lot of posters it was just it was really fun um seeing a lot of like anime characters like black cosplayers first of all that was right that was a huge thing for me um seeing a lot of like um just like anime characters like i don't there's a there's this twitter page that i follow that's like anime characters if they were black and they like like change their skin, they change like their hair texture, they change like their, their clothes, they change their ent- entire like thing. And that's basically the cosplayers in real life that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really fun. I don't know. It was it was fresh. It was it was this idea that you might see sometimes at a regular con, but it's like all condensed into one building.
1: No, I love that. And and the the thing I love the most is like kind of what you're just mentioning just now where like at other cons you only see like a little bit of that, right? Mm-hmm. And because you only see a little bit of that, it's kind of like in this illusion. Like, it makes you think, "Oh, this is like a novelty, unusual thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right?" Like when you're at it's like, like let's say, oh, that's cool, right? Right. Like when you're at like MacFest or like any other cons, and you see a black cosplayer dressing up as like an anime character, you're telling yourself, you know, oh, that's like a cool novelty, unusual, strange, weird. Like abnormal, you know. It's like you're. That's right. just like, that's just like what right. happens, and that's like unfortunate, and that's why mm-hmm. beca- it's unfortunate because, like, that's not strange or unusual or weird. It's just like, black people also. There's also black nerds. Like, yeah, that? you know. So, so for me, I I was, I was like, I love Blurred Con. It's actually, I would say, it's my favorite con to be honest, like straight up. Because, do you know that feeling, like? That kind of like what you were saying. The feeling of like feeling comfortable, like in yeah. like popular, like big popular places. Um, yeah,
0: like that feeling of seeing if there's like another black person there, and then you're you're like you you feel nice, but then it's just you know that's blurred con, except like everyone's there. Exactly. So like, everyone's
1: comfortable. That feeling, yeah. That feeling of like I like everyone is looking at me because they support me you know and i'm no different and also it's kind of nice just being a fly on the wall every once in a while yeah. like not being the one dude you know sometimes it's cool to not be that one like i like being that one dude sometimes but also when i was at blurcon i was like oh snap like everyone here is like me like that's that's wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it was just so
0: it was so cool seeing it was the most judgment free zone I've ever been in um straight up judgment free zone like yo
1: because wow. like over there
0: like no one like everyone everything was so it was like like body positive body, body positivity was a, like a was really like it was an unspoken rule i guess now i wouldn't say rule like everyone supports everyone's like body um that like, I really enjoyed. Um, like, no one, no one's looking at your hair because the hair is always good. It's like a normal thing amongst like black like people. If they're gonna look at it, they're gonna compliment it. It's mm. like, be like a fascinating thing sometimes, you know. Um, like, no one's gonna ask questions. They're just gonna compliment, like, you know, the way you styled it for this cosplay, like specifically for this cosplay type of thing. Like this, um, this oh my gosh, this is one thing uh, I actually saw this person on TikTok like years ago and i saw him at BlurredCon. he was cosplaying as one of the hashiras from demon slayer the mist one i forgot his name and it was so cool like he's a black cosplayer and his hair it was like like braids um and he like dyed the ends of it like mint green which is how the character is in the show and it was like braids it was like like black hair it was that's amazing
1: you have to you have to send me a picture of that
0: I have no idea where it is. I Dang. if I if I ever see it cuz whenever I used to, whenever I uh would scroll through TikTok, I would randomly just save videos. So it's probably somewhere in my gallery mm-hmm. or my computer. So if I ever see it, I'll send it to you. That's amazing.
1: Yo, like, oh my gosh. It's just it's so cool. Like the first time I ever went to BlurredCon... Actually, let me just tell you about the first time I ever heard about BlurredCon. It was um my friend Ellie, right? Mm-hmm. And actually we were at um the Cherry Blossom Festival in DC, which is oh yeah. Yeah, the Cherry Blossom Festival. Yeah. And um so I went over to the Cherry Blossom Festival to meet up with her and um ran into her. We we're vibing, chilling, and she ran into a friend of hers and they were like talking, you know, just like chatting a little bit. And they were just I just overheard the conversation like, yeah, like Blurred Con this and that, like, no one knows about it. Um, you know, it's like the coolest con that no one knows about. And I was like, all right, well, I'm one of those people. Like, it's me, the person who doesn't know about it. And, um, (laughs) like, that's when my friend Ellie was like, all right, like, we're going, we're definitely going next time. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly what we did. We, we went, it was, um, basically me and two, two friends and, you know, all black, and not that, by the way, BlurredCon is not like a black only kind of convention. Like, let's just, it's it's anyone can yeah, go. I'll just put that out right there, right <laughs> now. Anyway, anyone can go in there. Yeah, it's like totally everyone's welcome, but it's like to celebrate, you know, black nerds. That's the whole point. So, like, um, the,
0: like the black nerd experience that wasn't really like
1: they never never really
0: got a spotlight other than for like judgment, I guess. Right.
1: Which, by the way, the whole black nerd like society it's like it's it's its own thing it's its own genre like that's that's what they're trying to celebrate the whole the whole vibe of it the whole yeah experience of it um but anyway like yo we went like we went so hard like (laughs) we just went so stupid for like the whole weekend and it was just wild like Mm -hmm. dang but anyway um was it a
0: 24-hour con before
1: um, Do I, d- I don't remember. I, I remember staying really late. Well, the thing is, since I since I wasn't crashing there, and they have a hotel there, but, like, since I wasn't crashing there, there came a point where I was like, all right, we should probably roll out, because I'm like, oh, okay. you know, because, you know. I mean, that you, makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because, yeah. yeah, you're not just going to stay, stay there, like, <laughs> overnight. Exactly, yeah. Um, just walking around and vibing. Though, right, right. But... <laughs> I was just thinking because when I was at MacFest, uh or, oh, when I was at BlurCon with Hibak, our sister, we were um there uh like watching uh, like a some people they're they're playing like music. Um and it was like this was like maybe ah, this is like almost two AM, I think. I think. I'm not sure. I, I I'm not sure, to be honest. I have pictures. I'll have to probably look at the, uh, when I took those pictures that night, what time, but I know it was late at night. And what caught my eye at MacFest, the banner for BlurredCon that we saw, it said 24-hour con. And I just don't know if that's new or not. Yeah, I wonder. I actually wonder.
1: Well, yo, every, I'll just say this. Every time, every, sorry, every year BlurredCon just gets bigger and bigger. Like, it gets more popular. Um, they expand, and I have a feeling that they're just gonna keep keep going with it. You know, like I think it's just, I think I think it will. I mean, it, if it wasn't already always a twenty four hour con, it's gonna become like a pop in thing where yeah, it just isn't stopping. Well, because you know they have they even have like a little arcade. Like things are things are really expanding with it.
0: You know what I mean. Yeah, I am really excited to see how far it's gonna go because this year or last year it was yeah for sure it was um not the biggest but it was it still had a lot going on. I still had a lot of fun enjoying the console gaming that they had there going, and uh, they had some more a few arcades that didn't didn't really I wasn't really familiar with. I didn't really play. It was like basic arcades like Tron. I played some Tron, and that was pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> but i think my biggest um like the thing i spent the most time in was the uh the grand ballroom where they had the, the stand-up comedy and like the cosplay contest and like i think they had some people playing music in mm. there also later they like cleared out all the chairs and just at the stage for the djs gotcha that's where i spent most of my time which also was amazing like a crowd of like people watching this f- hilarious like stand up comedians uh the DJs of just an entire crowd and all the DJs everyone's just hype it's blurcon something else yeah just
1: blurcon just entire... it's a, it's com- it's a whole different thing like you know how earlier we were saying that MacFest is its own thing it's completely different right okay blurcon is really like it's it's different in its own way like maybe Maybe it's not that BlurCon is different at all. Maybe it's just that, like, I just feel really good there.
0: I don't know. But I think it's different. So MacFest is different in terms of all cons. BlurredCon BlurCon is different because of the culture. Mm. And though it's the same, it's it's basic, It's in itself, it's also another generic like anime convention. But in itself, it separates itself from because of the culture and cultural impact that it has on black nerds. Um, whereas MacFest is just a completely different con experience. In total dude
1: on that note yo this was actually a really solid episode too i think i think i think it's been a, it's been a while since we've really vibed like this and like i think we covered a lot today like i think i think the listeners are um they know a little bit more about us about us i think i think we should we should try to do this more often
0: yeah we can uh like in between guests yeah
1: yeah, speaking of which, good. we really do have some, we have a couple things coming up, and let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Like, we have guests lined up. We have a yeah. couple guests lined up. We have a, uh, an opening song that's going to be happening soon. Like, I promise you, we're about to be, because we, Emin and I, we we appreciate some good music, right? So we're going to have an opening track, but we're not just messing around here. We're getting our top people to, like, curate this for us. So they're deep in the lab right now. They're in there like mad scientists getting ready to like <laughs> drops a bomb on us. So
0: Yeah. You're conjuring up some bangers for us. For real. Some frame one bangers, which I think should be the title of this episode. What 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 should it be called? Frame one banger. Frame one bangers. bangers.
1: Alright, yeah. alright, all right. That's the that's that's the episode title.
0: <laughs> um the episode title. But um yeah, I'm excited. What I'm excited for in this podcast, truthfully, before we even started thinking about like episodes i have been just thinking about our inevitable high haiku episode the the deep dive that we're about to have it's it's gonna be obviously there's gonna be huge spoilers and we're not gonna we're just gonna cut to the chase there's gonna be spoilers so if you haven't finished the manga get to it because okay if, you haven't, if you haven't
1: finished that it. joint like hit hit um uh stop right now and check out the, the manga honestly yeah
0: i promise you just come back when you finish the manga because one yes it is in, the manga in itself is such an experience if you've liked the anime it, the manga just keeps going it's it doesn't have a terrible ending it never slows down everything about it is just perfect to me and we're going to discuss everything about the manga all the characters the story the way the story progressed everything about it we're gonna do a huge deep dive about haikyuu so in order to avoid spoilers you should you know read the manga
1: yeah and i think also people even if they are not going to watch haikyuu and are also cool with spoilers maybe they'll just like love to hear us vibing and dissecting something that they know nothing about because it's just like it's like pleasing
0: you know that's also true yes uh by the by the end of the episode you'll basically have read the entire manga from beginning to end yeah it, I... it'll
1: imagine it'll just be a, a a phd level like you know dialogue between two like experts <laughs> like i'm gonna be like i really appreciate that uh that premise there and i i just would like to add to that that uh
0: <laughs> and that, honestly like Oh,
1: go ahead. Um, no, no, I was just gonna say like that's like whenever we we've had so many conversations about Haiku and it's never service level. It's always like, look at this frame here, you know. And <laughs> the way the way that <laughs> you know, it's just like the, the 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 level of detail we go into. Like, it'll always be like at like three a.m. Like, I'll wake up and then there's like a message from me at like three thirty in the morning. And you're, I just imagine you're yeah. just like furiously reading Haiku, and you're just like, I just thought about something and you have to like send me like 20 paragraphs about like, have you ever thought about, you know, so-and-so?
0: It's so funny because I just did that recently with my like re- most recent brain blast of like parallels that we'll get into that I just don't want to talk about right now. Bruh, parallels like,
1: whoo, don't get me started, just, don't get me started,
0: I will start right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will though, we really will though, we have time, but Bruh, unfortunately, oh my God we will have to dedicate an entire day just for IQ. And did you say you had a, another IQ like philosopher friend? Hmm. Do I have a IQ philosopher friend? Let me let me think for a minute. I really don't. I'm
1: not even gonna lie to you. I do not have any haiku philosophers. Like it's me. Okay. Like me and you, we are the IQ
0: philosophers. Okay. Yeah. Then so we can just have the uh, the one on one session though i would love to pick a third person's brain i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah like if we know if we could find someone who's also like deep in haikyuu and like to the level of like discussing theories and perspectives i feel like that'd be super fun
0: that would be so fun haikyuu is really just not just the sports anime it is it just feels it's so real it's real life it is i love it it's really cool that's a fact. Though I know nothing about volleyball. I just seem, it seems like real life to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yo, well, on that note, we really do have to wrap up though, like for real, for all. But we yes, will, we right. will have an episode about IQ. We will have a lot of episodes about a lot of things. But um, keep stay tuned because we're going to have, we're going to have some episodes soon with some guests. We're going to have more people than just our boring selves. No, I'm joking. We're not right. boring. I'm not boring. Oh. You're boring. Well, just kidding. Mm, JK. Th- but but yeah we'll have guests on the air we're gonna have all kinds of cool stuff popping off but we wanted to just let y'all know 2022 is about to go stupid like you know happy new year happy all celebrations of um all the holidays that happened last year that we slipped up slipped up on didn't tell y'all happy all things oh yeah happy everything happy everything um (laughs) (laughs) and we'll we'll see y'all later (laughs) Okay, TTYL y'all